This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Welcome in to what will be a hectic version, if I do say, of the Fan to Fan Picks Podcast, mixed with kind of just Fan to Fan Detroit. We're, we got to do it all right now. There's a lot going on. Um, Parker, how's your heart? Uh... It's doing okay. I, this is the closest I've ever come. I've ever come like during the draft specifically to unfollowing Reaching the completion of Shams and Woj, uh, because Same. I just like kind of almost didn't want to know in a way. I almost didn't want because the draft, the draft to watch was kind of a fucking nightmare this year. Uh, maybe my least favorite draft broadcast ever. But I like I didn't look at my phone, and when the Bulls made their pick at four I, I got to experience genuine surprise so i i guess to answer your question my heart's doing okay because i've been kind of okay all right so just to break down how we're gonna do the show today um first we're gonna do our nfl picks like normal it's it's friday we normally do it thursday but it's been one of those weeks we're gonna do that first so listen to that make some money do your thing then we're gonna talk <clears throat> mostly Pistons draft and what we've seen so far in the in free agency. It's 8.01 on Friday. Free agency started 121 minutes ago. The Pistons have the, the entire fan base either cr- – half of them are crying and screaming and running around in circles and losing their fucking minds. And the other half of us are like, hey, guys, chill out. But we're going to get to that. And we probably won't take as long as normal on the pick spot because we really want to talk this basketball. It's good stuff. Uh, So I'm going to start. First game I got the Cleveland Browns minus three versus the Eagles. Give me the Brownies all day. Um, I feel like we've been getting these good lines for the last two weeks, both you and I, and we see them and we take them. Like, this is a great line, but we haven't been hitting them. These great lines haven't been hitting, and it's the ultimate Vegas bullshit. Uh, But the Browns should be able to run all over the Eagles. You're going to rely on a couple Eagle turnovers. Uh, and I, I just I'm on board with this Browns team. This Browns team is really good um, unless they have one of those weeks where they go out and score three or six points like they've done a few times this year. This should be an easy win for the Browns. Uh, did you see that Miles Garrett's not playing? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, that's and you're fine. still that confident in the pick? Yeah. I mean, okay. it's the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about the Eagles so far this year. Like, obviously, they're bad, but they're not. I don't know. I don't know if I think that they're like terrible. And the Browns are really inconsistent. I mean, they're three five and one. The Eagles are three five and one, which makes them, you know, like kind of a bad mediocre team. Do you think that the Eagles are better than the Lions? Let me ask you that. Uh, no. Okay, you think the Lions? The, Eagles, the Eagles have also beat the Cowboys, the Giants, and the banged up Niners in Week Four. Yeah, so, it, like, true. all three of those wins are garbage wins. Over and their tie was against teams. the Bengals, right? The Bengals. Yeah, they have done yeah. nothing. They have not even. I mean, against good teams, they almost beat the Ravens. They got beat by ten by the Steelers. The Rams tore them apart, and then they also got beat by ten by Washington. So, I'm not going to give them any anything. They're a bad team. They're they're every team in that division is one of the bottom eight teams in football. I think I would have said six. Uh, it's just taken up a lot of the bottom six. I had I wanted to give myself <laughs> some leeway. You want to make sure you properly weight the Jaguars? Yes, um, of course. So the, I just think the Browns have been really inconsistent, and now they're healthy, as healthy as they're going to be, I think, probably throughout the course of the rest of the season. So I don't hate this pick. It is not one of my picks. 
Uh, I don't have a lot of picks that I like this week. I'm going to start with a pick. So I'm actually going to change up my strategy from last week. Last week I came in, I had some facts and stats and some trends, and I just ate a big pile of shit from what I can only describe as overthinking it somehow. Uh, so I'm going to go back to some loose, off-the-cuff, kind of borderline, improvised style picks. Uh, and I'm actually going to go back to a, a style of pick that I made before that I liked and take the Chiefs, minus 8, against the Raiders, who may or may not be missing a half dozen players from COVID again this week. And if that's the case, the last couple times this has happened, we've seen that it's the most obvious pick you can make. So I'm going to take an easy pick, uh, Chiefs by 8 against the Ravens, uh, or the Raiders, Raiders, excuse me, Raiders. R-A-I-D-E-R-S, Raiders, uh, and feel good about it. I feel good about that pick. I Yeah, I wouldn't feel horrible about that, especially if this COVID stuff comes back and they're missing a bunch of guys. And it's the Chiefs. I mean, they could put up 100. The Raiders totally. did beat them earlier this season. Uh, so we do have to account for that. Uh, but it's Patty Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. It's the best team in football. It's been, outside of the Steelers, like the only consistently great team in the NFL this season. Uh, so I like yeah. it. I like it. I don't love it because it's eight and a half, but I like it. Uh, my number two, uh, I went on my little streak with Washington. Now it's time to go on a streak with the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins minus mm. three and a half at Denver. Coming into this year, I was excited for Drew Locke, and I haven't completely given up on Drew Locke because he was hurt, and now he's got to kind of find his way back into the offense. But, man, he doesn't look good uh, at all. He looks hurt. Yeah, and, and regardless – whether that's the issue or if it's just he's not good, he's not there yet at the bare minimum, right? He's not where he needs to be to win football games against good teams like the Dolphins at the minimum. Uh, three and a half is a good spread. I know it's in Denver. They're going to be up in the mountains, uh, but it's all right. Miami, Tua has been like the game manager of all game managers who can also let it fly when he needs to. He's really looked good to me. Uh, I think that this Denver team, the defense isn't what it used to be. I like the Dolphins, easy money. Uh, the only holdup I have on it is that it's on the road, but they should be fine. Uh, I think that Tua, uh, and I mean this as a compliment, like in the nicest way you can mean this, kind of looks like uh, Alex Smith out there. Uh, like peak, like peak at Alex Smith so far as a rookie, which is, like I think, a pretty huge compliment. I really liked Alex Smith with, like, with the Chiefs. When he was putting up yards and stuff, so uh, I, I I I like that pick. I'm kind of spooked by the Broncos. They're kind of they're they're a little all over the place. Uh, so I didn't take that pick. It did open at two and a half, and is now at three and a half. So I think uh, uh, quite a few people lost by twenty five to the Raiders last week. Scored twelve points. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, Jerry Judy looks good though. That's the nicest thing I can say about the Broncos. Every receiver taken in this draft looks good. Apparently, yeah. It's, apparently, it's really wild. I mean, all the way down to Quintez Cephas, who hasn't been great, but he's uh, been okay. I did not think Quintez Cephas was good last week. He had or some. Drops. Where you got him? Where you got him? He's where did they good. get him? What was he six or seven round? Yeah, late. I don't. Not that late, but late. I mean, after okay. the third. Uh, well, give me oh. your number two pick. Uh, oh, my, you sound excited. My, I just remembered something that we're going to do after this that I don't have in front of me. We're going to do the Marvin Hall this week. Uh, okay. But I got to find it first. We'll explain to everybody <laughs> what the Marvin Hall yeah, is. Yeah, well, we're going to do – we're going to add like a weekly thing. Uh, so my number, my number two pick is going to be uh, the Lions actually 
against the Panthers. So the line didn't come out right away, but right now it's lines two and a half. That's the live line that I have. Uh, and the Panthers aren't going to have their quarterback, and they're not going to have their running back. And as bad as the – what? Are they going to have one of those two? We might not have our quarterback. We won't have our running back. We won't have Kenny Galladay, and we won't have Danny Amendola. I think we're going to have Stafford. Why aren't we going to have Stafford? I haven't seen that. He's got a torn ligament in his thumb. He's he played he, he's going to play. Week. He'll be fine. But we don't have our running back. We don't have Kenny Galladay, and we don't have Danny Amendola. Uh, so, I don't care. I, mean, I don't care about Danny Amendola. I honestly 2.3. don't. Danny Amendola is like honestly having a career year this year. <laughs> I guess I think really that good. I think that this makes the the Marvin Hall incredibly likely this week. That's for yes. Sure. Ooh. Uh, uh, I, I think that we've still got Adrian Peterson and we've still got Karen Johnson. So yeah, to cool. me, 2. losing DeAndre Swift isn't like a huge deal. Yeah, I know you don't like Adrian Peterson this year, but he serves a function, and it's not what his function is to go two yards and fall forward. That is That's not function. a function. That's a three and out. <laughs> the, I, the, the, I'm talking about the theory of the offense. The theory of the offense is that Adrian Peterson goes two yards, four yards, and then it's third and four, and you're like ahead of the chains, I think is the phrase. Uh, right? Am I – is that – No, you, you're right, but <laughs> we're – has, you look has, so skeptical about it. He has repeatedly proved this theory wrong. So why do we stick with the theory? Like he's he's like two and a half yards a carry over the last like five weeks. He's not. Yeah, he's but not he's falling forward. He's that's just like falling. Style of running. He's broken off some nice plays. I thought he looked what better you mean last that's week. Style. You could average two point three yards per carry. I could not. That I you would come close. I mean, I hit the hole hard and I hit the hole fast, but like you know, I I, I don't have the legs anymore. I'm twenty. I'm twenty seven. I'm getting up there. Yeah. Uh, but the Panthers are not. The Panthers would have been like a pretty even matchup with the bear, their best running back and quarterback. And I, so I like that line. I like the points. I think the Lions should win by touchdown. I think the Lions should win this game. I just, I'm not counting on it. <laughs> like saying the Lions should win is never a good bet to make. If like, if it was like a, if we were getting points here, I'd make that bet. But, or if it was a pick them, I don't know anything above. All right. My third pick. I have the Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half at my favorite team in football. Not really, but my favorite team to pick in betting. So I'm finally picking against them. The Washington football club, Uh, Joe Burrow. It's, you know, rough couple of weeks. It's time for him to kind of hop back on the wagon, take control of the horse, do his thing again. Only 10 points versus the uh, Steelers last week. Um, I guess not a rough couple of weeks, a rough week. Uh, but Joe Burrow, I mean, he's not going to have two straight weeks like that. I don't know if he'll have two straight weeks like that in his entire career. That's how good this guy is. Um, now, Washington's pass defense is really good. Their pass rush is really good. But the Lions were able to just hold their pass rush to nothing and kind of go up and down the field with their passing game when they weren't deciding to go run, run, pass. Uh, so give me the Bengals. Give me, give me Joe Burrow. Give me Joey Buckets. No Joe Mixon, it's all right. Gio Bernard's going to do his thing. Uh, and, I, I mean, I like this one a lot. Plus one and a half. If I'm getting points in this game, that's all day. The Bengals have competed with some real good teams. On top of that, they've beat the Titans. I mean, they're better than 2-6-1. and one. So that's actually my lock this week is that pick for all of those reasons uh, that, you just, that you just said. The Bengals are 
I, I think actually maybe even a little bit better than their record. They've had some really tough games this year. Uh, they've competed in every single game they've played in. And I just, I think if you're going to lose to the Lions and be down, I know that this is what the Lions do. Uh, but if you're going to be down that much to the Detroit Lions, I need to see like three points on every spread against you at this point. Uh, and you know, Joey covers, man. He, he, they're, they have a nice, let me get the number here in front of me. I like that. Joey covers. We're going to start calling him that only this wait, season. Is he wait, Joey? Other covers. people are calling him that. Oh, That's are not going to be okay. from us. Yeah. Uh, they're six and three against the spread too, which is pretty awesome. Which I also think proves that like they're competitive in every game. So, what if we called him Joey? Doesn't not cover. <laughs> Great, Does call it into the <laughs> folks over at Trademarks and Copyright. Okay, good. I just wanted to be original. Somebody All right, call his you, agent. Let me give you my surprise lock of the week. Okay? okay, I'm going out on a limb here. I mean a limb. Okay, if I would have told you this earlier in the week, you, you might have slapped me. You might have crawled through my computer and slapped me in the face. My lock is Atlanta plus four in New Orleans. Give me the Falcons. Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for the Saints. That guy is not a quarterback. He's a tight end who can kind of throw the ball. The the Saints are basically going to go out there and try to run a wildcat fucking offense instead of putting Jameis Winston out there. And, like, I would understand if you were playing a team where you had to worry about turnovers and – like playing really well the whole game, but you don't against the Falcons. Horrible decision by Sean Payton. It, it, this love child he has of Taysom Hill, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the Falcons are winning this game. They're going to beat the Saints, and the Saints are going to lose. I think they said today uh, Drew Brees got put on the IR today, out at least three weeks. I'm not going to be shocked when the Saints go 0-3 at all. So what do you think is more likely? that Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback or that the Saints just lied to everybody? Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback. I think that they just lied to everybody. That's a crazy opinion. That's never happened. Why do you think that? Why would Give me a reason why Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback over Jameis Winston. Because Sean Payton is in love with him. We've learned this over That's, two years. This isn't, the, this isn't the Trump White House. There's somebody in that room who can go, hey, hey, man. No, no. Nobody there is going to do it. They would have done it over the last two years. When Sean, well, they don't need to do it when Taysom Hill's a gadget player. Uh, yeah, but he's which not. I a actually, good, think he's, he's, he's a very good. effective version of. I don't. I don't. There's nothing. I mean, even against the Lions, when that team was going up and down the field, he wasn't doing anything. There, there's no way they're lying about this. They, they even reported that Jameis Winston will not be in the offensive game plan. They're not switching him out. It's Taysom Hill, ride or die. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I can't believe that. I cannot believe that. So whatever, like the Alvin Kamara, like futures are, just over, over all. I don't, I know that they're going to be adjusted. But I don't you just go over anyway. I don't know about that because that. What do you do? You just throw every single player on the field at Alvin Kamara, right? I guess so. They're going to have Michael Thomas back this week, right? Is that reported? I'm not sure about that. I mm, okay. Uh, but I feel like to they were supposed to I don't have Michael say Thomas sure. back every week since week four. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming he didn't punch somebody this week on the team. So, I mean, I, yeah. that that is an assumption, but I think it's a good one. I don't think that Michael Thomas has gone full Antonio Brown on us yet. 
I can't wait to see Taysom Hill go out there and throw four interceptions. I just can't wait. There's and then no he's going to have 16 rushing attempts, and it's going to be for like 37 yards. Ugh, it's just going to be the complete. The Saints have almost been to me like the Spurs of football over the last decade. And it's going to go from the Spurs of football to like having Russell Westbrook as your best player. <laughs> I think that you are kind of coming at me on that one. Those are like. <laughs> I think that you just took three of my takes and combined them into your New Orleans, like three of my bad takes and combined them into your New Orleans Saints. I just defense. want to show you how so bad arguing those against are. it, <laughs> arguing against it is arguing against myself and my brand. So checkmate, you've cornered me on this one, Andrew. <laughs> All right, give me your next one. My next pick is so all I have left is my my oh you got my one almost lock. Life. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am going to take the Vikings, who are favored by seven against the Cowboys. The Vikings are red hot, and the Cowboys are red not. Uh, Damn. So that's it. I mean, I don't think – do you think that the that the Cowboys are going to do a better job stopping Dalvin Cook than the Lions did? I don't think so. Like, we tried to, and we couldn't, you know? We've got uh, actual players in our defense. They might, so. but I, I don't know if it will matter, like – I, I don't love giving the Vikings seven, but it is the Cowboys. I don't even remember who their what their starting quarterback's name is. Like honest to God, I don't remember what his name is. Um, it's not Ben DiNucci. It's somebody. It's Gi- and it's Gar- not it's, Cooper Rush. I want to say it's Gilbert Grape too, which is not, but I know that's close. Uh oh, we got another Pistons thing we're going to talk about here in a oh, second. Oh man, I didn't see it. This I'm one's so a little nervous. bit better. This one's better. Uh, all right, so let's get through this. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. The Dalvin Cook should run all over them. I mean, I don't know if he's going to go for 200-plus yards, but he should run all over them. Okay, my money line. Packers are plus 105 it's Garrett against Gilbert. the Colts. Garrett, Garrett Gilbert. Gilbert. That's the name. Uh, Packers are plus 105 against the Colts. Colts are super hot right now. The Packers, I don't know if they're as good as their record, but neither are the Colts. Um, they're just on fire. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers can do Aaron Rodgers things. Guess what you can't do? Like, it doesn't matter how good your defense is when you're playing Aaron Rodgers. He kind of cancels that out. And being able to – I'm doing a Parker money line. Being able to get them plus 105 on the money line is like a steal to me. <laughs> I'm two for my last two on money lines after starting, what, 0 for 5? However um, many. What's the score on the money lines, by the I'm way? Up, Do we have a total? I'm up 360 to 250. Okay. Uh so I'm going to try, even if you win, if I hit my money line, I think I'm going to end up taking it back because I am going to take the uh, Titans against the Ravens at plus 210. And there's I don't really have like a whole ton of football reasons for it. I think that plus 210 is like, like I think it could go either way. I think that's a really competitive game. I think that the Ravens are not playing well right now. Uh, and I think that the Titans are playing, eh, okay. Uh, and plus two tens a lot. That's like that's a pretty good, pretty good point number right there for something that I don't think is like te- it would be a terrible surprise if it happened. You know, not not at this point in the season. This is the biggest game of the week. Uh, if the Ravens lose, Cleveland and Tennessee leap them into the playoff picture. That's how crazy the AFC is, by the way. Yeah, one, two out of those three teams will not be a playoff team after this week. Uh, they're all six and three, but right now Baltimore owns the tiebreakers. Uh, Baltimore needs to win even more than the Titans, I think. Like with the Titans, you're the ti- like Lamar Jackson needs to win that game. Um, 
So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, the but Ravens have been with suspect that, against with good that teams. Line, with that line, that's a good line. And, yes, you're right. They have been suspect against good teams. So uh, I wouldn't take this. I don't know if I would take this on the line. The line is Baltimore 5.5, which feels very, very dangerous to me as a line. I'd consider uh, it. Uh, for who? For you take the Titans? No. See, oh. I, yeah, I mean, when the Ravens win, they win big, but then – I'm not sure. The Ravens have struggled against good defenses. That's at the end of the day, that's what it is. And that and the Titans defense is good. So Okay. That is our great. NFL pick show this week. That is the seventh week we've been doing it. Parker is fourteen nine and one. I'm thirteen ten and one. We didn't tell you the standings at the beginning, so I'm telling you now. But keep listening, because we're not done yet. It is time to talk some Detroit Pistons, some Detroit basketball draft free agency. Parker, give me some breaking news noise. Breaking news out of Detroit. The Detroit Pistons have signed forward Josh Jackson, the Michigan native. Uh, but we're going to get to that more in a second, okay? Because we have oh. so many things before that to break down. So here's where we're going to start. We're going to start at the beginning of the week, okay? We broke this down on Sunday, so I'm just going to mention it. Then we're going to go to the next thing. The first thing we do is we trade Bruce Brown. For a like a 2024 second round pick, I think it was, in Zanon Musa, who is not good. Okay, we still don't necessarily know why that deal happened. Honestly, I'm still not happy with that trade because I don't think e- we haven't done anything with those guys. We haven't opened up any space to do anything real with it. So we'll see. Okay, we were hoping that we were going to already know what that next piece in that specific plan was by this point but I'm kind of still just shocked and I don't understand it, but that's fine. Trust level and Troy Weaver stayed right there where it was. It was at like a 90 out of a hundred before anything happened. Okay. Maybe let's say it dropped to an 85 after that trade. So then boom, boom, boom. It's draft day. Trade a super, super, super protected first round pick for the 16th pick. What it is, is it's protected for the top 15 for four years. Top 10 for two years after that, and top nine the year after that. After, if, if we go all those years um, without being outside of those protections, it turns into a couple of second-round picks. So first I want to say I hope the Rockets get our pick. Not ne- this year, not next year, not the year after that. But by like 2024, I hope we're giving that first-round pick up to the Rockets because I do not want to be worse than 10th until 2026 or worse the 10th team the 10th worst team in the league or worse until 2026 i don't want it to be that bad of a rebuild okay um but this trade was great this trade was fantastic how what did you what were your thoughts about it when it happened as the night progressed uh i, I don't really want to like talk about trade. Stewart yet no yeah okay uh, I, i'll talk about this then uh, i like trevor ariza and trevor ariza's shitty contract uh, which is kind of exactly what we're what we should be doing. Uh, Trevor Ariza doesn't help you win now. Trevor Ariza is maybe fun in like game fifty when he might go off for thirty points. That's fun, but the rest of what bring in Trevor Ariza does is, is make you a bad team, which is I think something that we've seen kind of consistently over the last forty eight hours that the Pistons are going to be a very bad team this year. Finally, yeah, um, yeah. So it, it does that. I. I'm not a. I'm still not 100% sold. Ariza is going to be on this roster to start the season, 
but they did guarantee his money, which I think is a bit strange. Uh, but that's a guy who, like, he could be dealt to a contender at the deadline. Like, not for anything special, but for something, even with his contract, uh, because he's been proven to, like, show up in the playoffs. He's not great, but he's a really good role player. Um, so immediately after that, here's the draft, Okay. Troy Weaver finishes, completes the French connection with the number seven overall pick in the draft and takes Killian Hayes. Over or under, we've said Killian Hayes' name 120 times on this show. Probably a little under. You could have just went over. You could have just said over just for the dramatic purposes. That's I'm not gonna what say we do over. here. I keep it real. <laughs> You're right. Always 100 around here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, so they take Killian, the guy both of us have wanted for a year, like I, a year. Yeah, at, we've been, at least. we've been, we, I have a conductor's hat on. Well, you probably have a conductor's hat on. I have my first mate's badge on. That's how long we've been in for con- on this bandwagon. Yeah. Now let's talk about Killian Hayes. What does Killian Hayes do well? What does Killian Hayes not do so great? Okay. So the number one complaint about Killian Hayes is that he has no right hand. When Killian Hayes was asked about that yesterday, you want to know what he said? Come on, dude. That was eight months ago. So I'm not saying Killian Hayes is going to be like equally as good with his right hand as his left. He's a a smart dude, a well-thought-out dude from everything you see about Killian Hayes. He's not the type who's going to come out and say, I have a right hand now, or at least imply it uh, without it being true. So you get your point guard of the future. Derrick Rose is still here for now. I think he'll be here to start the season, but I'm not sure. I've gone back and forth with that over the last couple of days. But Derrick Rose plays 24, 25 minutes a game. That's how it's going to be. You're going to try to preserve trade value. You don't want him getting hurt. He's not going to play a ton. Killian Hayes is going to get minutes right away. I'm not saying he's going to get 30-plus minutes a game, but he will be playing in basketball games right away. It's not going to be Sekou. It's not going to happen. Um but the French connection, speaking of Seku, is complete. You finally have these two guys. Your two cornerstones, as of right now, have this immediate connection. They've known each other since they were 15. They speak the same language. It's just easier, I feel like, for two, a 19- and a 20-year-old kid to move to America to be rich, by the way. I think that's underrated. Like You're not only moving to another country. You are now super fucking rich, uh, and they have each other. So I, I couldn't be more happy about the Killian deal. So I would like to pick. urge – I think that there was like a – I think that amongst certain factions of Pistons fans, they're probably more casual fans. There's going to be a belief that this kid's going to come in and make a huge impact right away. And I really want everybody to like just take a step back. Uh, I think that him and Seku are going to take a year, maybe two – to become what we're going to see. I just think that's the kind of players they are. I think that's their age. I think that Seku is like a lump of clay, basically, right? You have to shape him and you have to put him in the kiln and then you get this beautiful, nice pot. And Killian, as a point guard, is going to take a year or two, no matter how good the league that he was playing in was in Europe, right? It just takes, it's going to take a little time. He's not Luca. Uh, right. I'm, and I'm not saying he's going to be a star no, right I, off yeah, rip. Yeah. Like, but he is going to play. He's get, and it's yes. gonna. There's going to be nights where it's ugly, man. There's going to yes. be nights where neither That's him, neither him yeah. or Seku are good. They're not going to be stars. But like, they both should play 20 plus minutes a game this year. Both of them, especially Seku. Seku, there's 
there's no depth at forward for us. Like Ariza and Josh Jackson are his biggest competition. Seku should be playing. Um, so the draft continues. We get to 16. I think everybody's sitting there hoping we're taking like a forward. We were hoping like Naismith would fall to us. There was a pipe dream for a minute that Halliburton would fall to us. And then I all go of a sudden, back to Halliburton at some point. Just real yeah. Quick. Okay. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Isaiah Stewart pops up. The former number two high school recruit in the country, big dude, only 6'9", but with, I think, a, what was a 7'3 wingspan, right? Uh, yeah, he's huge. Yeah, big guy, like, can can play. He There was some – I keep seeing talk about him having a jumper. He does not have a jumper, okay? Like, he could develop one. He's got an okay, iffy mid-range, but like, he, there's four three-point shots he made in college. He doesn't He doesn't have a jumper yet, guys. Calm down. And that's fine. That's fine because he's shown the ability that he's going to be able to develop one one day. And with those advanced post moves he has, because they are advanced for a 19-year-old kid, 20-year-old kid, advanced post moves with really good fit, footwork, really good athleticism, crazy strength, crazy body, that's a guy who at, who at 16 could really develop into something. I'm not saying he's going to be a star because I don't think that's on the table. But could he be a long-term piece for this team? 100%. Uh, I didn't love the pick when it happened, and I don't know if I'm just trying to talk myself into it, but I really like it now. So I think that there's like a definitive angle on this pick, which with this draft at this kind of late in the first round uh, is kind of all I think I'm looking for. And what you're betting on here is kind of pedigree. Pedigree and pure talent. Uh, It's the 16th pick in a shitty draft. And, you know, you got to make a swing on somebody. So this is a swing. And I I don't dislike that. Even if this guy sucks, I won't be mad about this. We didn't really give anything up to get him. It's kind of a free throw at the dartboard, which is really what a lot of these picks are, are dartboard throws. Uh, he's, you know, 6'9", six, six, 250. He's kind of built like a little like LeBron almost in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm excited to see what he actually looks like. He projects as like a small ball five, right? That's what we're looking at here. Yeah, uh, yeah. or you know, if he can develop a jump shot, there's a world where he could play the four. Here's something interesting. He led the Pac-12 in free throws made and was third in free throw attempted. So that's what do we always say about? Yeah, that's right. That's what I was going to get to. 154 out of 200. That's uh, that's indicative usually of your pure shooting ability or potential. Yeah, and I think it's I, like. I, 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 I don't know enough about it to exactly know why, but I think it's just consistent form, consistent mechanics. You have the ability to do that when you can shoot free throws at a high level. Um, so, like, there is two guys that I would have been happier if the Pistons took here. One is Tyrese Maxey. Okay, that's a guy who has potential top 10 talent. I think that would have been an awesome pick, especially with the move that came next. Two is R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton's yes. a point guard, but he's really – more of a shooting guard, I think. I don't think the playmaking ability is an NBA-level playmaker. Uh, but I really, really would have loved Tyrese Maxey, especially with who we pick at 19. We're getting there, even though you know, but we're getting there. So then the pick is made. It's Stewart. We're all, you know, for the at least the first little bit afterwards going, okay, you know, a little ske- skeptical. Yeah. Uh, but we by the end of the night, most Pistons fans had talked themselves into the pick. So then you're sitting there as, are we done? Boom. Once again, Troy Weaver back to doing his thing. Trades Luke Kennard, four second round picks. 
I know what you're oofing about over there. No, the not no, you don't. I just found a quote that I want to read at some point. But oh, get okay. through this. Get through this. Luke Kennard, four second round picks are going to the Clippers. Jalen Hands is uh, Jalen Hands in pick number nineteen came here, and Landry Shamit went to the Nets. Okay, sweet. I I get it, Pistons fans. We love Luke Kennard. We do. We love him. He's a great shooter. He's modern. He in, he improved every year he was here. The playmaking ability got better. Um, but we don't know what the health is like with the legs. We don't know that. And my guess, if we had to include four second-round picks, it's not very good. And you would have had to pay him $18 million after this year. And you, the Clippers or the Nets or the Lakers can pay Luke Kennard $18 million. The Detroit Pistons cannot. Not right now. We're not there. It's not a winning move for the Pistons. No especially when you get to 19 and there's a guy like Sadiq Bey still there. I talked about how Tyrese Maxey, who went 21, was top 10 talent. Sadiq Bey is top 10 talent. 6'8", built like a Mack truck. I mean, he's not fucking huge like Isaiah Stewart, but he's a, he's a thick dude, strong dude, yeah. who can shoot the lights out. Has a little bit of a weird release where he really pulls the ball in front of him, which could get his shot blocked a little bit here in the first couple of years. But it's still quick. It's a quick release. Um, playmaking ability, really good for a guy his size. Defensive effort is off the charts. He's a great team defender. I mean, switch, switch, switch. Energy is crazy. Uh, and then the only other semi-negative with him is the athleticism isn't top-notch, right? He's not the fastest and he can't jump the highest, but he is one of the strongest. Uh, so he's going to find his way. Every time I watch Sadiq Bay, every time I go, that dude's at least going to be as good as Robert Covington. Every time. Uh, I think that he kind of – it's also the Villanova thing where the last four years of Villanova guys who got taken in the mid-late first round have all panned out as, like, let's say, like NBA players. You know what I mean? Like, DiVincenzo is not an all-star, but that but guy's an NBA player. And I think that Sadiq Bey, in this situation, your like your angle is this guy is guaranteed to be a rotation level player. Not guaranteed, but is extremely likely to be a rotation level player. Possibly probably not right a whole away. lot higher, but probably not any lower. Yeah, could be right away. He's a good enough shooter. I think the potential can be a lot higher. I think the potential is off the charts. I mean, like if even if the ceiling is Robert Covington, that's really for the 19th pick. That's great potential. And it's yeah. not like a unlikely ceiling. Uh, he I, I do think he could even be better than that. Like this dude is really good. And with the jumper he already has, I mean, 45 percent from three. I know it was college, but 45 percent from three last year for six, eight dude weighing as much as he weighs. And with the play, I mean, I don't it's his free throw percentage. I don't understand how he doesn't go higher. It's fine with me. I also don't understand how we don't take him at 16. We must have known that the Timberwolves and Mavericks weren't taking him, uh, and we were worried somebody was going to take Isaiah Stewart. But, man, if they would have taken Stewart at 16 and not got Bay, that would have that pushed my buttons a little bit. But I'm going to read you, I'm gonna read you this quote, this Isaiah Stewart quote that I think you're going to like. Oh, geez, sorry. I just had that ESPN.com thing happen where the music starts playing in my ears. Uh, I told you. 
you got a person like my father who works jackhammers and beats his body up. And all I have to do is go out on the court and play my hardest. Play my heart out and make shots and give my team energy. That's not hard to do at all. I can do that forever. That's something I will never lose is my work ethic and my chip on my shoulder and my energy. Which is like so much what I want to hear. It's so That's good. so Pistons. Tell yes. me who that's the opposite of. Yes. Uh, is it uh, Anthony Edwards? It is Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I've, I've calmed down a little bit on selling all my stock on Anthony I'm Edwards, a little nervous about that, man. A little bit. I am genuinely nervous. It's just so hard in the NBA to do that. Uh, Parker, give me a breaking news noise. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, 77% from the free throw line. For okay, Bay. good. Oh, God. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, from I'm bleeding. Oh, God. From at, whoa, GSPN, free agent forward Danilo Gallinari is finalizing a three-year, $61.5 million contract with the Atlanta Hawks. That's that's a great signing by Atlanta. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations to Atlanta. They get their fourth or fifth guy or whatever, assuming he stays in the court. Better than that. He might be their second best player, third best player. Uh, I guess third probably. He might be their second best player. That would be um, bad for them if he ended up being their second best player. Oh, uh, I, I just, I'd rather, I, for a at team this that's point like in the desperate process, to make the playoffs. At this point in the process, Collins is their second best player, but like on a really good team, Gallinari would be better than Collins is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, can, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little All more right. polished. So we took Sadiq Bay. Now is the night over. We don't have any second round picks. We traded them all until 2047. What are we going to do? Troy Weaver, boom. I'm going to buy one. I sold one earlier for almost $5 million bucks. Here, take Tom Gore's prison money. I'm going to buy one real <laughs> quick. Uh, so he buys second round draft pick, takes Saban Lee, who like was really good in college. 48% of the field can dunk all over like everybody. Lee. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm never going to yeah. tell you a second round pick is going to be good. We will see. I mean, the last time I thought a second round pick was going to be good, it was Kyrie Thomas. And we've seen where his career has gone over the last couple of days. Uh, because after the draft, Trey Weaver said, I'm not done. In fact, I'm not even close to done. And nobody's going to have any fucking idea what I'm doing for a while. So then he trades Tony Snell, which is like a $12.5 million contract, and Kyrie Thomas to the Hawks, as we, who we were just talking about, for Dwayne Dedman, who everybody assumed was almost going to be immediately off the roster. And by the way, we're still in immediately territory. It's been like 26 hours. Uh, and the Hawks immediately cut Kyrie Thomas. Just say, so yeah, we don't need you. Um, which I get. I get. But yeah. uh, So now Jordan Dedman's here. Basically a clean salary swap. I think we net like positive $500,000 on the salary cap. Uh, but we're still expecting a Dedman trade somewhere especially because what Troy Weaver has done so far today. Remember, we're recording this. It is now 8.39 on Friday. 8.39 on Friday. It has been two hours and 39 minutes since free agency started. So we don't want to freak out yet. But when the first thing we see after trading for Dwayne Dedman and after drafting a center in the draft, possibly power forward, but probably center. Probably center. Is that we give three years $25 million to Mason Plumley, who like isn't the worst basketball player in the world. We're not giving $16 million a year to Timofey Mozgov like we're the Lakers. Okay, like we're not doing that. Um, but it just doesn't may it doesn't do anything 
right now. It doesn't, or in the future, the entire length of the contract, you're, you are getting nothing. There's, I don't understand what the next step is. It's kind of so, like the Bruce Brown trade. We haven't seen the next step of that yet. What is the next step of this? So I want to kind of try to take an angle on this. Uh, if you break I'm down the shoot con- you down. That's fine. I just want to like I just want to take a shot at it and see if I can come up with something that you might think is interesting. So it's eight and a half million dollars a year, give or take. It's like eight point two, or something, eight point three and a half. Uh, this year, this coming season, does not matter. It nope. doesn't matter. Agree. Uh, next year, probably doesn't matter a whole ton. Really probably doesn't. We're probably looking at at least two years of being one of the five worst teams in the NBA. But that's just talent development. That's just going to be the way that it is. And I love it. In the third year, I think he's kind of a juicy $8.5 million bench piece for some contender. So you've got an $8.5 million contract. What? What? He'll be 33 years old in the third year. Okay. So so then maybe he's like (laughs) – maybe he's perfect for some team trying to tank. I think that there might be – you have to spend X percentage of your cap. It's like 92% or something. We wouldn't have been anywhere near the floor, though. We wouldn't have been anywhere near it. We, okay. we Yeah, we're basically all, all the way caught up on cap. But I actually don't disagree with what you're saying. So here's you my know, take on it, right? Is at him, who cares? Worst, at the worst case for this contract is you have a bad $8 million contract for three years of a rebuild. You want to know what? helps a rebuild bad eight million dollar contracts like or doesn't help a rebuild it helps tanking uh which helps a rebuild substantially this contract is so bad that it's actually good yeah like it could be i saw <laughs> i was talking to some dude on twitter earlier who was getting really <laughs> mad at me like really mad at me and he's like this is the worst contract of all time you could have had christian wood like first of all if we're making these deals christian wood probably wasn't coming back it and sounds and like the it. guy is not a restricted free agent. You, yeah. We don't just get to be like, you are staying here, you dick. And then he has to stay. Um, but like the worst case scenario is it's just a bad $8 million contract. I don't want I don't want this fan base turning on Troy Weaver because of it. Is it a bad contract? Yeah, it is. Re- even if he, it's not like, great. Even if he produces like to career highs, it's, it's a bad contract, especially with the fact that you have five centers on your roster right now. Um, but it's it's not the end of worlds. It is not Troy Weaver just not knowing what he's doing and wanting to have six centers on the roster. That's not the end of the story. Even when we follow it up with a two-year vet minimum signing of Jalil Okafor, it's not the end of this story. I a two-year vet min for Jalil Okafor is fine. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, it's totally fine. He was it's, actually productive the last couple of years. He's just the worst defender maybe in basketball. Or he just sits on the bench and it's like, oh, I mean, we brought him in. We tried. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Um, the only thing I don't like about all the centers right now and why I want to get rid of four of Most them. Most of them? <laughs> is because I, I want to see Isaiah Stewart playing NBA games this coming year. Like, I don't, I don't want to wait three years to see if he's any good. I want to at least just see him on a court. He doesn't have to play 30 minutes. Play him. 11 minutes game. I want to see him on the court. It is my suspicion that Isaiah Stewart will start in the G League. Yeah, me as well, but I really hope that's not the case. He's he's athletic enough to start in the bigs right away. I think that they're gambling on upside here with just a shitty pick and a shitty draft. And if it works out, then he looks like a fucking genius. Uh, something. I, there's a lot of centers on this roster. We're accumulating centers at an almost Nixian power forward pace. 
uh, and that makes me a little nervous in some ways. Don't but me. something I, – I agree with you that it feels like something else is coming or I, something else was in the works and fell through. Some, we're, we're missing a piece. There is a 0% chance we start the season with five centers. A 0% yeah. chance. Uh, and you can't trade Plumlee. You can't trade Okafor. So Deadman's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. Um, and I guess you could cut Okafor if he comes in and he looks like he's worse than Stewart. But like Deadman's going to be gone. Trevor Ariza is off the books next year. Blake Griffin's off the books the year after that. Dwayne Deadman off the books that same year. And Plumlee off the books the year after that. I mean, it's it's fine. So, like, I know we're not going to be able to take those bad contracts for picks right now. Um, so here's how I think Troy Weaver is lining it up. Troy Weaver wants to tank at the top picks. Let those guys start to develop. And then in 2022, 2023, we take back that cap space in bad contracts, one, two-year deals, guys, with a first-round pick attached. That way, by the time Killian and Sadiq Bey and Stewart and – uh, hopefully Cade Cunning and Seku, and hopefully Cade Cunningham, best case scenario next year, and of course Imani Bates are ready. Uh, we can then use those mid-first round picks that we got a couple years prior to finish the build, to build around those guys and create not just a good team, but a great team. Uh, it's super galaxy brain, but I think that's the kind of guy it's, Troy Weaver is. It's super important to be bad this year. It oh, is really? the I mean, most important thing. This the upcoming draft is scary good. Uh, the projections are that there are probably seven or eight guys in that draft. Hang on, I see your face, but hang on. Seven or eight guys in the next in the draft who would have gone number one overall in this draft. So it is imperative that we get a top five pick next year. It is probably the most important piece of the rebuild. Is going to be being the third or second or first pick next year. So then we Imone signed Bates. Josh Jackson. Imoni Bates, Imoni Bates, Imoni Bates. We need to get to tr- the 2022 draft. We need to be the worst team in the Is Chad going to be available? In the Imoni Bates draft. So oh, Imone yeah. That draft has Imone, Imani Bates, Victor Wambignana, and Chad Holmgren. Which, by the way, I don't know how you can be so excited about Chet Holmgren <laughs> and be skeptical about Victor Wembanyama or however the hell you say it. Oh, is that that French kid? Yeah. Because he looks like like he just I, – I, I, I will be watching more Victor. Let me put it that way. I'm not like out the door on Victor, but I'm not going to have a good seat on the bandwagon for him. Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembignana together are 14 feet tall and weigh as much as me. Well, I think that's more bad for you than anything. But you can't – you can't – it's the same player right now. Like it's the, right now it's the same guy. I thought Chet looked like he had a better handle than him for sure. He looked I like disagree. he looked more fluid. I think it might have just been the clips part. I saw. It's high yeah, school basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor is also playing in the pros. Um, so then the Pistons signed Josh Jackson. I love that. Okay. Number three pick a couple years ago. Perfect Dwayne Casey type guy. Really good defender. I mean that's not going to go away. His athleticism and his defense are there. The guy just can't score. He's a lot like me on a basketball court. Like I'm gonna lock up your best player. I'm gonna do it, uh, but I'm don't I'm not cutting because I'm gonna miss the layup. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty on that. Uh, 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 yeah, Josh Jackson, gamble on those high profile guys, like those those high picks. Like, do you think that Phoenix is an elite development team because they haven't they haven't done any like Bert? Uh, What's his name? Who's that big? That big? That big white guy? Marquise Chris Dragon Bender. Yeah, Bender, Dragon Bender. Like that didn't work out, and that guy had a lot of hype. And 
The only yeah, one I got was Devin Chris. Booker because that was can't miss. Yeah, you don't have to do much to develop Devin Booker. And if anything, they haven't done a very good job because he hates it there. Or Parker, did. give me the breaking news noise. Oh, God. It's all closing in around me. All right, I'm Darkness. done with this breaking news noise. After Shams and Dwight Howard announced that Dwight Howard was re-signing with the Lakers. Mind you, let me repeat that. Uh-oh. Shams announced it. And Dwight Howard announced it. Uh-oh. Dwight Howard will sign with the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> I think this means that the whole time I was right about Dwight Howard. I think he's just a – maybe like the news came out that he was signing and LeBron was like, wait a minute. I told you guys I fucking hate that guy. It seemed impossible that no matter how good he was that he was going to get a second contract from them. No offense to Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was really good. I Well, there was a report that came out earlier this week that said they had been calling him three times a day. He – I mean it, it – What does that mean? Like calling him three times a day being like, we want you to come back. Um. But, like, I don't think this was the Lakers just not wanting him back. I think it was some weird thing. Maybe. You know who I bet the Lakers want? Attached? Dwayne Dedman. That'd be great. I'll give you Dwayne Dedman for Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> me too. Um, hmm. Okay. That's weird. That is weird to me. That's So that's going to be, like, the second weirdest story from free agency this year behind Bogdanovich getting investigated for tampering by the NBA. You know how hard you have to fuck up to get investigated for tampering in the NBA? It's not his fault. It's his piece of shit agent's fault. This is the same agent that I believe he was DeAndre Jordan's agent when they had to lock him in a house. Uh, he was Marcus Morris's agent when he bailed on the Spurs. This is a piece of shit dirtbag agent. That's what it is. You look, uh, so, you the, look shocked. I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm trying to remember the DeAndre Jordan thing where it was like he was like going to oh, sign with the Mavs. You should be And then it like yourself. didn't work out, right? That's what happened. Yeah, he was going to sign is, with the Mavs, had done everything short of sign the piece of paper, and then he bailed, right? This might be the greatest night in NBA Twitter history. He, was, was he announced the signing with the Mavericks, and Blake Griffin and the Clippers locked him in his house. They locked him in his house, started tweeting out emojis, Paul Pierce didn't know what he was doing. He took a Google image of the rocket emoji and posted the picture of an emoji. Uh, And then DeAndre Jordan went back to the Clippers. Oh, I remember that rocket emoji picture. That's funny that that's what I remember from that story is Paul Pierce Googling an emoji and then screenshotting it. Like I want. All right. So what I want to do is discuss what are the next steps in the Troy Weaver plan. But I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. I, I don't even know if I can name all of the players in the Pistons roster at this point. Let me try. Killian Hayes, Derrick uh-huh. Rose, Sfee Mikhailik, uh Jalen Hands, uh, Sekou, um, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Dwayne Dedman, Mason Plumley, Jalil Okafor. Uh, I'm missing a center. I'm missing one more center. I'm missing a center. I'm missing one more center. Um, I don't I, – yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I mean, I could if I thought about it harder, but I can't just sit here and think about it harder. Say so, Trevor Ariza. Oh, Trevor Ariza. And, uh, end of list? There, I'm missing a center. Dwayne Dedman, Isaiah Stewart, uh, uh, Jalil Okafor, Mason Plumley. No, I'm not. That's four. Okay, yeah, I think that's it. I think I got them all. I think I got the whole team. I thought we drafted another center. Oh, and uh, Saban, no. 
No, our four picks. We got. We talked about all four of our picks. Sneak oh, did you forget Blake Griffin? Griffin? Oh, Blake Griffin. I did forget <laughs> Blake Griffin. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, this might be the end of our discussion because I don't know where to go from here. Oh, uh, Tony Bradley? Tony Bradley, our fifth center, of course. So our centers equal like 34 feet of human being. They could be a three-story <laughs> tall building. That's one big ass trench coat. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what if, what if we got a giant trench coat and just see how it goes? We just gotta see Musa. how it goes. Does Musa Zana make Musa. the roster? I hope not. Probably <laughs> because he's a forward and we don't have a whole ton of them. Yeah, well, we. I mean, we're okay if Ariza stays. Oh my god, we have John Henson. Um, do we? Is he a free agent? It says his salary is nine point seven million dollars. This is up to date. It's got all of the rookies on it. That what I'm looking at on ESPN. So we have six centers on the roster. No, bitch, he's a free agent. Oh, Thonmaker's still on there too. Okay, so it's not like totally up to date. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Troy, you're, I'm Who not going to be a center. Eventually, everybody, we we have them all. <laughs> uh, like every interesting galaxy in brain. If you have if you have ten centers, then eventually somebody's going to need one. It's like the fantasy football strategy of taking all the tight all the running backs in the first four rounds. Come, uh, come trade deadline time. I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but it would pre- be pretty wild if every team in the West is looking at the Lakers, going, "How the fuck are we going to stop Anthony Davis when our tallest player is six nine? And then we're like, "Hey." I've we'll got it. Tony Bradley for a first Tony Bradley pick. will stop Anthony Davis. I've got it. <laughs> Tony Bradley, by the way, good player. Like he's the one center besides Isaiah Stewart I want on this roster next year. Yeah, to me, the one that like doesn't make sense is 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 Dwayne Dedman. I don't get why we did that. It's thirteen million dollars. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't either. Uh, but there's some. And Dwayne Dedman, you'll be able to get value for at the trade deadline if it's that long. Dwayne Dedman's a good player. Uh, he's the best 31. center. He's the best center on this roster right now, though. Yeah. Um, and I, I like I. It, it might be Plumley, but I would take Deadman. Deadman can like do a, a little bit of everything. Is there like a Tim Hardaway for Deadman plus? Yeah. Okay. No. I, I love Tim Hardaway. Timmy Hardaway is my boy. Like, Michigan Zone. That that team is one of my favorite teams of any sport ever. The Michigan. Uh, Championship runner-up with him and Trey Burke and Mitch McGarry and Nick Stauskas and Jordan Morgan, and, uh, Al Horford's brother. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say that a hundred more times because I don't fucking know. Like, I'm not my – all right. I told you before, after the Bruce Brown trade, my Troy Weaver thing went down to like an 80. Then Killian Hayes, it goes up to a 95. Isaiah Stewart, it goes to like a 93. Sadiq Bey, it goes to a 99. Uh, buying the second round pick, it goes to a hundred, and then you sign Mason Plumley, it goes to like a ninety-one, and then Jaleel Okafor stays right there, and then Josh Jackson, it goes to like a ninety-three. So I, I'm fine. I'm I'm still like this off season right now. Even with these deals, is at least like a B plus for me because it's finally yeah. fucking happening. If I was going to give this a letter grade, it would be a high B plus, low A minus. And the Pistons need a few of those. They need a bunch of moves. Parker, give me a real, like, a big-time fucking breaking news noise. Do you believe in life after love? Uh, uh, 
I can feel something inside. Oh yeah. Saying, okay. I really don't think. All right, fuck you. <laughs> no. At the Frank Isola, Christian Wood is close to finalizing a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar contract with the Houston Rockets. We fucking oh, we uh, fucked up. The Rockets, we fucked huh? up. We fucked. Up. Now the Plumlee contract looks fucking bonkers. Now it looks bonkers. Uh, like no. Like maybe Christian Wood didn't want to stay. Okay, give him fucking fourteen million then. Now it looks fucking crazy. That's- yeah, you got to be willing to pay that guy at least twelve million. Uh, He's worth it. He's like on your win timeline. Uh, he's going to the right. Th- so I thought he was going to end up with the Celtics uh, to play for a serious winning team in a situation where he'd continue to be developed. But going to the Rockets is like, it's like seeing the dumpster that's on fire and going, yes, I will make my home there. So <sighs> fuck deserves man. the money though. Congratulations to Christian. He Wood. deserves much more than that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would like to have a chat with his agent. I would like for his agent to stay back after class so we can have a word. Like, we better be trading Blue Blake and D Rose before the season if we're not giving fucking Christian Wood eleven million dollars. Like, if yeah, you beat the Rockets by two million, he stays. I mean, I guess we don't know. Like, there is the chance that he just I don't want to be here anymore. Which, I mean, we can't rule out, but that's what seems the most likely to me. I I just don't see. I just don't see how that guy is not worth three years, thirty six million for the Pistons. I really don't see it. It's the perfect fit. He's a great kind of player. We wouldn't have needed to get Dwayne Dedman. So, I don't know where you out Troy Weaver down to about 85, 84. 79. 79. That, that watch out. Yeah, Troy Weaver. The opinion makers are in town. Troy Weaver, if you fall below a C, if you're a C minus fucking GM, I'm not, I will knock your teeth out. I will knock your fucking teeth out, dude. That's a threat from this intimidating guy over here. I will, I will, yeah. Don't do it. Well,. Now that we've violated Spotify bylaws, we probably should get out of here, huh? Yeah, I guess so. All right, everybody, we're this show should be up at some point. We're going to talk to you. <laughs> we're going to talk tonight to you. or tomorrow. Yeah, oh, good, good to hear. Uh, Tuesday, seven thirty, we will be back with our closing thoughts on all of this. We're going to talk Lions football because there's a fucking scenario where they could be in a playoff spot after Sunday. The Lions, uh, this is where I'm at with the Lions. They've, they're one of the most inconsistent teams in the NFL. There have been some highs. You've got the Cardinals win, and you've got Matt Stafford's Player Tribune piece, and there have been some lows, losing to the Bears, and Kelly Stafford thinking that we live in a, a, a dictatorship. But, you know, we, we're, we're in the hunt. All right, <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, Stafford for listening. Uh, <laughs> just remember, the Pistons got... Mason Plumlee for Christian Wood money. What a win. Bye. Okay, now bye. <laughs>